Hey friends, Mike McCurry here with Bible Tract Echoes. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. We are taking ginger steps, walking over some <laughs> rickety bridges. We left you yesterday on the way to a little bit of a emergency medical call, emergency. Medical emer emergency. Uh, Brother Dai has some skills in that arena, and he's with me again on the broadcast. Missionary for about five years here in Papua New Guinea, and um, had the opportunity walk people through. We had some plans for today. Some things we were going to do realize we're way we're like 16 hours ahead of central time where i normally live in america <laughs> so the days are all jumbled up but uh talk to us about kind of walk through what just happened of course people know that you have some medical experience and things and so they someone called you and walk us through from beyond that yeah so i got to be careful with how much i build up that medical experience side basically we've got some really foxhole first aid skills is what we've got which is um, often needed over here yep so we've got we run a little bit of a first aid clinic uh, through the station as a as an outreach, uh, we plan to grow that and get some nurses and some doctors staffed here. But for our valley, which has about twenty five ish thousand people, twenty thousand people in it, we are kind of at the the heart of the civilization. And so a lot of people know that I will I'll sew them up, I'll stitch them up if. Uh, if I can get to them. And so this lady today, um, she was walking and she uh, impaled herself with a pair of scissors. And so um, her, she called her brother. Her brother got my phone number somehow, called me and asked me to come. And so I came ready to sew her up. It didn't need to be, it wasn't quite that extensive, but we ended up giving a little bit of that uh, first aid help, cleaning it for her, giving her some prophylactic medication. And I'll, I'll check on her in another two days. And this lady actually is tied to our church. She's not an attending church member or anything like that. I don't think she's saved, but her daughter comes to our youth programs and her brother and sister attend my church. So from a missionary standpoint, yeah, we got to do some good in the village that I worked directly with and they called me and trusted me with that. But this is also a longer term benefit for me specifically as a pastor of a church plant here because I've got just another rope that I can try and pull them in and into the fold of God with. Amen. And I was going to ask for kind of the philosophy behind it. It's not something you're not here as a medical missionary full time. Yeah. This is just one more tool. I mean, it's kind of like being a good citizen of, a, of any place, sure. just, just having a good testimony in the community and the church we drove by. I mean, from where we just walked out of her little house area, yep. the church is what, a half a kilometer down the road? Yep. And that testimony community, of course, this house line we talked about yesterday, or a small village of about 1,000, 1,500 people, good news travels fast and bad news travels faster. Sure. And so the fact that someone got hurt, everyone's going to know that. Right. Everyone's going to know who helped. Mm -hmm. with just a little bit of first aid stuff. What are some other, for folks interested in the medical field and stuff, what are some other things that you have had the opportunity over the last recent days to help with? Well, you know, so we've been running this clinic for about two and a half years now. Um, we've seen probably about 900 different people that we've charted. And like Micah said, I'm, I'm not here. I've got no experience in the medical field. My experience comes from the fact that I had to learn how to run blood tests for hormones on my daughter and then be able to react in an emergency situation. And most of the time, thank the Lord, all that equipment sits idle, not in use, except for some quarterly blood work. And so uh, God kind of led me as long as I'm here doing this to extend that and help where we can. So even her dad, her dad, he came with essentially a diabetic sore on his foot and we ended up 
uh, taking that from infected and near amputation to he can walk around and barely a scar today over the course of a couple weeks of treatment and medication and I was telling Zach uh, during camp some of the ladies helping us in our camp kitchen we've actually helped deliver or partially deliver three of those babies that were here that are attached <laughs> to our church and thankfully nothing went wrong um, so it the bus kind of drives itself in those situations, but uh, you know, cleaning everything up and getting everything back to where that mom can go back to her house and take care of her kid was definitely something we were able to do. Yeah, it has an impact. I have, because of this ministry, uh, you know, and talking to Chad about this, our, our my ministry partner who's been here for a lot longer, I end up having the street cred of a of an eight-year missionary at about year four is what that that has done, and the street cred is all there so that we can witness to people and so Absolutely. that people know where to find help. Absolutely. What a blessing. So we're standing kind of right at the entrance of the house line. What would you call this here? Yeah, so we're halfway up the road. Um, this is the Catholic mission station behind us. There's a church here. And then we're, there's houses along this road. And then if we went up and finish this road, about a six minute walk up that way, we'll come into the main body of where the majority of people live. So yeah, this is, this is the road into it. And it it exists because the government put a road, and so instead of a footpath, now they've extended that and widened it and brought it down. Wow. And so for people interested in Papua New Guinea, because we've kind of say that, and basically the sense I get, because this happens to me, when, when a missionary says a country, <laughs> Sri Lanka, you know, right. Burkina Faso, or, or you, you just feel just name it, you know, Serbia, yep. basically we kind of, our eyes glaze over a little bit right. and we think that sounds far away mm -hmm. and maybe just maybe we figure out uh, that's in that continent. But for people like who did that, that exact thing, basically when in one ear out the other and I'm blaming people because there's a lot of countries it's and we, natural you we, know what we, you know we can't know everything about America right. much less another place explain kind of where this is in relation and where geopolitically and all those things where Papua New Guinea sits so Papua New Guinea is um, we are essentially the Puerto Rico of Australia mm. that's what we are and uh, we've got a lot of political ties to Australia we used to be a Australian colony and before that a British colony and the other side of our island that we're on was part of the Dutch colony. So East mm. India Trading Company days, we were with Britain. So we're still technically under the crown in some ways. Um, but that being said, we are still a third world country and we basically have aid pumped into this island and into this people from Australia and from America does too and from some other first world countries in order to keep stability in the region. And because geographically, if you think back to World War II, this island provides a military foot hold of influence in the South Pacific for like-minded first world countries. And so our people benefit from that in infrastructure and roads and power and some of those services. But because of our education level and because we are not mobilized as a population towards industry, we still look very third world. Mm -hmm. And so how far from the equator are we? We are... I think we're about 150 miles, 200 miles south of the equator. Yeah, far, I, I was just in Kenya and we crossed over the equator where mm -hmm. I landed in Nairobi was I think 100, 100 yeah. maybe, maybe a few more, a little bit more than that, but very close. And fortunately being in the mountains here, it doesn't yeah. feel like Nairobi or, yesterday, or the Philippines. <laughs> on the broadcast yesterday, walking behind you, I was like, because <sighs> normally the- We're about a mile high. Yeah, yeah, we're about a mile high. 
and just normal walking is fine but if, if i'm like trying to do something mentally engage with something else <laughs> and all that and so the folks here are hardy folks physically yep. speaking but you said something interesting we got about five minutes left in the broadcast you said something interesting that for people to kind of wrap their heads around just the culture and all of that, I think you said this a couple days ago, when I, maybe when I first landed, people talk about how there's no money in some of these countries, whether it be Kenya or sure. Papua New Guinea. And I realize this could be what some would say in today's vernacular, a hot take. But to a large degree, what you said about the fact that there is money here, maybe it's how it's used and talk to people through that people sure. that support missions dollars and put missions dollars into it, whether it be a ministry like Bible Tracks or yourself, talk people through that on the cultural side of things. Not and this is not a this is not a uh, high horse or ivory tower take. You've lived here for five years. You've mm -hmm. observed this. So talk to people about that for a moment. So I mean, brass tacks or maybe apples to apples. Sure. We do live poor. We're we're in a we're not in the poorest house line uh, even that we might see this week. But we're by no means a city. Mm -hmm. uh, it's still a dirt road here. Uh, most of the houses are one main room and maybe one separate room, and uh, 10 years ago, they were all single room houses. Mm -hmm. And so our country as a whole, we are very rich with what we can export. We can export uh, vanilla beans. We've got a very lucrative vanilla bean ministry. Coffee, I enjoy drinking coffee right at the source. I've bought <laughs> coffee from this village, in fact, and roast it, and it's very fresh, it's awesome. Um, we export cocoa from the coast. We also have nickel, copper, and gold in this country. Mm. Um, but like many third world countries, what the, the folks in our government, our representatives have done is they've exported that and they funded the government and our people don't see that. So on one hand, we are, we are poor and uh, there's no getting around that. Right. But our people do not live on subsistence farming solely like they used to. Um, we do have industry. We do have things that not industry as in, you know, steel factories and stuff, but we do have things people can make, people can export. We grow some of the most beautiful hardwoods in the world, in this country. And, um, you know, anybody with half a brain could turn that into profit. And there are New Guinea businessmen that have done that. Mm -hmm. And so what, uh, as, a, as pastoring a congregation here, what has been my thrust and what I've tried to do is remove the mindset that we are the last place on earth and we're all beaten down and we're we're nothing and teach them that they are someone who's valuable in Christ and that the New Testament still applies to them. Whatever level that they're at, whether they're the widow with two mites or whether they're the Pharisee and they've got money coming from a whole bunch of different directions. And so we've tried to engage our people. And at this point, uh, our small church ends up sending about $1,200 dollars towards missions to send New Guinea sent missionaries to places like the Solomon Islands, to places like the western side of our island, which is Indonesia, and to places like like even Burma, going to Myanmar. And uh, we, are, we are endeavoring to get a missions program built here because our people, they might not be able to support all the U.S. missionaries, sure. nor should they arguably, mm -hmm. but man, they need to reach people too. 
Amen. And our church needs to reach people here. And our people, the, the cultural way to gain prestige is to throw money around. And in some ways, not that we're trying to do things for the same reason, but our churches need to learn how to invest just like a lost person would in their house life, just right. like their chief of this village would. They need to corporately do the same thing in order to have an impact on people's lives. And so despite us being third world, we try and teach them through that Amen. and use what they have, use what God's given them to affect people for the Lord. Amen. We're so privileged to be in just even a small way preaching at the camp this week and being a friendship probably prior to me landing in Mount Hagen I don't think it's an international airport is it probably not quite <laughs> not quite um, we were but just and I were kind of acquaintances to a large degree yes and we've had the opportunity over these past days to really get to know each other and I'm thankful for brothers in Christ iron sharpening iron yes. and people that are the biblical mandate of ordaining men in every city mm -hmm. the Great Commission we take Mark 16 15 in a vacuum oftentimes there's a whole <laughs> lot of scripture that bolsters that thought behind right. it. We'll talk more, more about that in the coming days on the radio broadcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to talk about the Justin a little bit more. If you'd like more travel updates like this, text the word travel, the word travel to this number. I'll give it to you once real slow, 309-316-7240. From what's the name of this house line? This is Kumiane House Line. Kumiane House Line in Papua New Guinea. We sign off for today. We'll talk to you all very soon. Have a great day for his glory and God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 604 a faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.